next thing I want to share with us this morning, I just wanted us to look at it on the board, but the computer disappointed. I wanted us to read it together. I didn't want to preach it. So I will get the detail of the message as I have put it down. I titled it Because of the Vision. And Brother Judge, you are healed because of the vision. God doesn't do it because of us. God does it because of what he wants to use us to do. God empowers us. Not that we have power to display. But because of what he wants to use us to do. I initially had put the, what I'm, we are sharing as from God and for God. But I said, let me make it a bit simpler. Because of the goal, because of the vision. So, open your heart. Let's read this note together. The anointing of God is for a purpose. The presence of God is for a purpose. The power of God is for a purpose. The resources that God gives is for a purpose. God gives nothing without a purpose. Everything, brethren, is for a purpose. And blessed are thou if you always ask yourself why. Mordecai knew it. She, he told Denise, who knows why you are in such a position at a time as this? Who knows why you are in royal position? Some people don't know why they are in royal position. Some people don't even know why they are educated. Some people don't even know why they have more money than others. When Brother Theodore was uh, sharing yesterday, he said, when God told him, he cried out to God that God should, should confirm it by some big gift coming to his He said, very soon, somebody called him and said, I'm sending you this, another person, a letter. He said, that day, because he was, see, many people were waiting for him, he told the secretary to lock the house, lock the door. The secretary locked the door. He got that all that was up, had, been, had come in. He said, because when you pray and you are asking God for something and God gives, you need to direct it. God gave it for a purpose. He said, he gathered, gathered, gathered all the money, all the envelope that had come to him. He got And when he calculated, it was around two, two, two million. That's around 13 million. He said, he took it now and gave four mission. That at the end he opened the door to receive people. He said, because he normally gives a lot to people so that you will not be tempted to take and give you. You come with your he gives. Just I love you, he gives. God gave for a purpose. 
Everybody say, God gives you a purpose. What is Kennedy? If I had the doctor of that town, I would have said it. He's not there. Some of you should even know why God is blessing you. If God is blessing you, and his work does not see you are blessed, the blessing that is given to you is wasted blessings. Wasted opportunities. Educated. How is your education benefiting the purposes of God? Uh, one of the reasons why our missionaries have not yet gone is because of financial problems. The, the, the set of them going now are, are ladies. I didn't want them to go and be waiting to have a house to enter. I wanted them to go when their house is ready. But they will not stay in any place. place. But we don't have the money for them to go. Because we've had a lot of financial weight. But it's not because brethren don't have money. It's because brethren don't know the reason why God gives them money. It's because brethren are blind. It's because brethren are blind. You got brethren are not plugged in to the purposes of God. If you got brethren are living far, if there is anyone who does not understand English, kindly just be loving enough. Sit near the person and translate for me, since you may know. But I wake up each day and I know the only reason why I'm alive that day is because of the purposes of God. I give my tithe and offering of what comes into my hand. Then out of it, I get what our family live on very little. But brethren before the Lord, after that, 100% of what remains, I give back to God. I know why God gives. Don't be blind. Don't be dissociated from what God is doing. God does it for a purpose. Your energy is for a purpose. Your education is for a purpose. Your life is for a purpose. The power is for a purpose. God's anointing is for a purpose. God's enablement is for a purpose. So because of the vision, Somebody read for us Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Alice, read for us, please. There's another person open to Psalms 2, Psalms 8, verse 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10.
we are his workmanship, which all of us a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, the God from above spiritually, transformed, redeemed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking part with feet that, so that we would walk with him with them, living the good life which is arranged and made ready for us. Amen. That's the amplifier, isn't it? All the teaching you have been receiving have been transforming you. Renewed. Renewed. Ready, to be used. Ready to be used. For good works. God prepared for us beforehand. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We are God's, everybody say, I am God's workmanship, God workmanship. created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You have been created by God and in Christ Jesus, shaped in order that you may do good works. And he says, which God prepared in advance So before you were born, God had prepared it. God does it in your life to have you as his worker. Created to have you as his worker. Saved to have you as his worker. Transformed as his worker, renewed to have you as his worker, is for the vision's sake, for the sake of the goal. Uh, Sometimes many of our ship I decided I will not be sharing the touch of your needs. Because any sharing that focuses on the need of man is a sharing that cannot bring blessings to you. The sharing that focuses. Last week, she shared with you on the consecrated life, a life laid on the altar for God. If your life is laid on the altar for God, being used by God, a weapon in the hand of God, and God will sharpen His weapon. God will keep His weapon. For the vision, for a purpose, 
And here, the purpose is that so that we may be his worker. Equipped, created, shaped, transformed. God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God does it to produce a worker. God shaped you to produce a worker. Somebody, yes, Jonathan, read. Everybody, open there. Psalm chapter 8, verse 2. Psalm 8, verse 2. From the names of children and infants, you have heard praise. Because of your enemies, Cyrus the foe and Avenger. Thank you. He said, From the leaves of children and infants, you have ordained praise for a purpose. God does not give you things to praise him for, for no reason. He says, because of our enemies, to silence the foe, to silence the avenger. So God does it because of his enemies. God does it so that you may silence the enemies of God, not even your enemies. He said, out of the mouth of of, of infants, you have ordained praise. What does it mean to have ordained praise? The reason why they should praise you for a purpose. So all those testimonies, when we come forward here to give testimonies, all the good things that God has been doing so that we can thank him for, are for a purpose. So that we may become weapons to silence the enemies of God. We may become weapons to crush the enemies of God. And they say, out of the mouth of babies, infants. I'm ready, that's the direction in which God will move. You will see God taking those that nobody could count anything. Like David, lifting them out of the terrible pit, placing their feet upon the rock, and putting a song in their mouth to sing for him. God will take the useless, the one that we will call the good for nothing. And God will do things in their lives. That's what they call the babes, the infants, the unschooled, those who cannot read and write, that by their association with Jesus, they will become the type of people who turn the world upside down. He said, because of his enemies and the adventure. So God does it in your life, not just for your sake, so that you may become one of those who will silence the enemies of God. And if God does it, and very soon, because he has done it in your life, that is the reason why your, uh, his enemies should be rejoicing. That God did it, and because God did it, you are no longer available to God. Because God lifted you high. And gave you reason to praise him, you are no longer available to God. Then, how have the enemies of God been silent?
So God releases the strength, the ability, the anointing, and all this because his enemies must be crushed. How are you using who you are to bring down the enemies of God to where they belong? It is because of his vision. It is because of what God wants to do upon planet Earth that he began to raise us up as workers. He began to empower us. He began to equip us. He began to teach us. He began to anoint us. He made us gifted because of what he wanted to do. Because of the multitude of his enemies. It is vision that drives a person into the place of prayer. When a man has been captured by a weight, he will pray. The button to pray is tied to the vision you have received. It will plug in and begin to see what God has for our ministry worldwide. What God has for our ministry in this town. What God has for our ministry in this nation. Whether we like it or not, we can intercess us. We pray. The ability to pray and the burden to pray is tied to the vision that we have received. No one received the vision of medicine. Vision empowers a man. Vision changes a weakling into a dual exploit. When you plug into what God has on his heart, your life can never be reset. So, vision transforms. It is vision that rallies resources. It is not resources that give back to vision. When people have seen resources will be right. Vision has the power to bring in resources. When a man fabricates a vision because of the resources he has, when resources dry, he will give up his vision. You can, you can have the means, and because of the means, you decide to have a vision. When the means will disappear, you will abandon the vision. But when the man sees, even when the means disappear, when the resources become dry, when the people disappear, when the money disappears, you will turn back to the man who has the vision. Vision is powerful. Vision is wealth. Vision changes a man. We are praying for a person, pray that he may One message because people have no vision. A man is in discipline with his time because he has no vision. 
A man is available for anything that he has no vision. A man can quarrel with people here and there because he has no vision. Vision changes man. So vision is part. Tell them, please. I want two people to pray the word that's not the share. Vision. When men have a vision, the resources will come from the man who owns the vision. Father, thank you so much for this message. Father, thank you because it is true, Father Lord, that a man who has a vision, Father Lord, he'll find means of getting the resources given. Lord, and I pray that we understand it, O God. Father, I thank you, Father, because I'm seeing this in a new working of Lord God. I've had people talking about vision and they seemed impossible, but then because they, they have that vision, they press on to accomplish that talking of Lord God. Father, I pray, O oh God, that we see, O oh God, that we understand the vision, O oh Lord, and we create the resources, O oh God, with your help, that this vision be accomplished, O oh Lord. Help us to understand, Lord, O oh God, that with a vision, Father, Lord, we can accomplish it because the resources will come along. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Father, thank you so much
The person who says, because I have the means, now I, I, I have fabricated a vision. When the name is appearing, you do what? When a vision brought in resources in times of dryness, a man will turn to the owner of the vision for the for replenishing. If it is the vision that brought in the resources, when the resources are not in that The vision, the resources will never run dry if the vision is kept alive. There may be temporal lack to drive the worker back to the God or to readjust back to God. So there may be a temporal lack. If you keep the vision alive, if the vision is alive on your heart, if you are focused on the goal, there will always be the people that will go. But there may be a temporal gap for a number of reasons to drive you back to God. Because you can lose the vision without knowing. And you can even lose God without knowing. For many people, when they had nothing, they cried out to God for everything. 500 shillings, they asked God. 1,000 shillings, they asked God. 5,000 shillings they ask God. But now since they, they swim in terms of millions, they have lost God. They have lost the ability to pray. They, they become like Japanese who don't pray because they have no means. Many people because they are able no longer pray. So once in a while, God brings a revival that will pray the means. God drives you back to him. When the light, the way is always clear, always clear. Once in the white God will bring you confusion, so that you withdraw back into His presence to seek to know what He is saying. That's why the more mature people, the younger you are in the Lord, when you ask God, "What should I do?" He tells you straight. After a time, the, the more you become mature, and the moment you ask. Place is dark. So God needs you more than you are just asking. God wants you in his presence. And people just pray. They just think that immediately say, God, give me, God will give you. That moment God does not give you immediately. Because if He gave you, you will run away and not even appear in His presence. He withholds it to have you for some time. So there may be temporal lack to drive you back to God or to enable you to readjust or God readjusting you because God wants to take you to the next level. Every transitional period appears to be difficult. Every transitional period appears to be dry. Every transitional period appear to be confusing because God is preparing you for a breakthrough. Every breakthrough 
you reach a point where you ask yourself, what is happening? It's as if God has abandoned you. The pocket is dry. The people around you seem absent. The world seem dark. The darkest part of the light is the dawn. When the day is about to break, the darkness is palpable. You can touch it. But it does not mean God has abandoned you. And it's at that level that many people abandon God. When it looks so difficult, so dry, so confusing. Thank God. God is about to take you to another level. So in the work of God, you will be that, that moment. Uh, many brethren don't know, we have gone through crisis, financial crisis in the church. We have, I would not have crisis. But it has been period that the need we have been handling have been more than three times tripled. They have been big. What have they done to me as a leader? They have brought me to an expansion. Because Things must happen. There must be the means. Particularly when there are multitudes that are depending on you. You then are driven back to God. And as a result of that, you soon learn what it means to have the God, the Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. So in period of dryness, in period of confusion, in period when you seem to be alone, misunderstood, those are the period that God wants to take you to another higher level in your vision, the vision he has given to you. When, when men lay hold on what God is about to do, believe it and give themselves and their all to it, they have made themselves channel for massive wealth that the Lord has for his work. Let me read it again. When men lay hold on what God is about to do, believe it and give themselves to it, and give their all to it, they have made themselves channels for the massive wealth that God has for that work. They have become rich people. That's why it means to become a channel. When you know what Deborah is, that two girls, that is that now. If you know what God is about to do, then you lay hold of it. Then you believe it and you decide that you will give your all and your life. Suddenly, the wealth of God will come into your hands. That's why it means to become a channel for the purposes of God. Lay hold on what God wants to do. 
believers. You put your all into it and your life into it. Then see what will begin to happen. I want you to also know, brethren, that what God wants to do, God has the means. God is only looking for somebody to pass through to release that means. For many of the brethren, they just think that it is their pocket that will finance the purposes of God, it's not their pocket. It is heaven that finances through a channel, and that channel is us. If you make yourself available to be used by God, very soon everybody is just this young brother that was here begging for 500 shillings, begging for 1,000 shillings, has become a millionaire, billionaire because he's now a channel. When vision dies, resources drop. When what you were carrying for God, you were somebody laying hold on a particular vision for God, and the resources, brethren, mean finances. The resources mean anointing. The resources mean favor. You just find yourself in favor everywhere. The resources mean connection. God gives based on the vision that a man has. That vision must have come from God and for God. You do not give based on the vision you have, you have vision. Give based on the vision you have, but that vision came from God and for God. When a man fails to channel the resources in his hand into the power for which God gave it, the resources will soon leave his hand and be redirected to the one who will use it for the intended purposes. Get it, brethren. You can find him today anointed, capable, and he, is not, he does not use the, the anointing, the power, the wealth, the time God has given to him. He, 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 he wasted, he redirected somewhere else. Very soon you will be shocked that the man who used by God is no longer being used by God. The mighty are fallen. The power is gone. The pocket is dry. The favor is gone. The connection has lost. Because God gives for a purpose. Let's open to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. We'll all know the parable of the, of the talent. Somebody stand up and read from verse 14 to 30 for us. Who got his servants and entrusted his property to them? To one he 
gave five talents of money to another, two talents, and to another, one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. A man who had received the five talents went at once and took his money to work and then five more. So also, the one with the two talents then came back. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and he his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, You entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five This master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, You entrusted me with two talents. See, I have paid two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I, I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever doesn't have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thank you. To one he gave it uh, five talents. And talent of money to another two talents, to another one, each according to his ability. And the, the Bible says the property was the property of the master. Everything you have belongs to the master. The earlier we understand this, the better for us. All that you have, your life, your money, your, your ability, your education, your connection, they are called the master's property entrusted to you to be used for the master. Johnny, welcome, welcome. But the man who had received, sorry, the man who had received five talents went at once and put his money to work. And brethren, 
you will never have a breakthrough in your life by bearing what God has given into your hands. There are those who are planning, I will do it. I will work tomorrow. I will do it tomorrow. He went at once. He went at once. Look at a number of people who are giving testimony for me. What they are doing. These are all young, young believers. Young, young believers. The reason is not ability. The reason is that they are availability. They went and started doing something. And they went out at once and started doing something. But there was another one who went and dug the hole. And brethren, to him, he used his energy to dig a hole. He used his energy, dug a hole, and put the money and covered the money. Later on, the master called him. He told the master the reason he buried him. Verse 24 The man who had received the one talent kept. Master, he said. He still called him master. There are many of us who will say, Lord, call Jesus Lord, but you will not do what the Lord wants. You say, I knew you are a hard man. If you are the boss of somebody, and the person came and said, I knew you were a hard man. Because there are many of us who are specialists in accusation, but weakness is too common. We will not walk. The same mouth we use to accuse is the same mouth we can use to preach. Why do you want to be a specialist in accusing? I knew you are a hard man. Doing what? Harvesting where you have not sown. He knew that the master wanted to harvest. And he decided he would not harvest through you. Because he see the one who trained you. You see the one? I'm suffering. You see the one? And gathering where you have not scattered seed. We're in the season of harvesting and gathering. Don't be one of those who accuse. So that even if they were sharing to challenge you to rise and become productive, you become one of those who go and say, they are always talking of happening. You then know the circumstances through with it. But other people will listen and decide to change. And we produce fruits. But the painful thing here is in verse 28, he said, Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. When you are using your abilities for the purpose for which it was given, very soon somebody's ability will be taken and given to you if he bears the 
Jesus. There's a redirecting of resources. There's a redirecting of people. That's why you may be the best, the best preacher, and after a time, you find yourself that when you open, you cannot preach because you refuse to preach. That person who is a stammerer, very soon is the one God is using because He uses his inability in his weakness out of the mouth of babes, softly, but ordained strength. I'm trying to try the point that what you have can be taken away from you and give to what else. If he will use it for the purposes of God. That the favor you have today, tomorrow you can no longer have it. Because you did not know why you have been favored. That the anointing you have today, tomorrow you may be shocked that you no longer have it. Because you didn't use it for the purpose for which God gave it. It's a redirecting of resources so that the work of God may be done. Let's open our Bible to Psalm 89. Stella, read for us again Psalm 89 from verse 19 to 29. God does not use us because we are able. God uses us because we are available. Everybody open that. So strength came on who? It is not strength 
that made David a warrior. It's because he was a warrior that he was even strength. Is that reasonable? I have been so strength on who? On who? On the workers, God will, God will empower the workers. It's not power that transforms us into workers. It is because we are workers that we are given power. So strength on a warrior. And I've exalted a young man from among the people. I have found David my servant. And with my sacred oil, I have anointed him. I wanted to see. When David, God found David, David was who? My servant. Some are waiting to have before they act, some acts, then God gives them so that they continue to do what they have been doing. In ministry, we ordain ourselves to do what God has called us to do. Then God anoints us to do what He called us to do. God empowers. It is not doors. Who are equipped that God calls? It is not those who are equipped. It is not those who are powerful that God uses. It is those who God calls that He equips. As you are doing God releases His power upon your life. We do not wait to have before we go. We do not want to know we reach out. So it says, I have found David. In Acts chapter 13, he repeats the same thing. Read chapter 13 of Acts 22. Acts 22 says, After moving so, after removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. That's how God anoints. He removed Saul and put David. And give a testimony about David. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And then he says, David will do everything I want him to do. The man who set out to do everything God wants him to do will be empowered by God. The man who set focus, perceiving the vision. They see the call of God. They see the accomplishment of the goal. You will soon see what God will do in his life. Vision directs the resources of God and the presence of God. God will be present with a man who has set out to go for him. 
the blessing of God will rest upon a man who has taken the interest of God at heart. When God is moving, the resources of God is where God is moving. Blessed are they who know. This is where God is going. That's where I should be going. And therefore, I direct my all in this one direction. A man after God's own heart who will do everything God wants him to do. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him a leader over his people. So a man after the heart of God will be empowered for the purposes of God. A man after the heart of God, a man caught up with the vision, caught up with the goal, caught up with what God wants done, will be empowered by God. God does it for his goal, for his vision. God will satisfy his people. You will see resources, God will swim in the resources of God. The qualification will not be ability. The qualification is that they set their hearts after what God wanted done. And because they set their heart after what God wanted done, God directed his resources. And to men, men will interpret them as people who are able, people who are gifted, people who are rich, but to God, God will say, there are the people who set out to obey me, to do what I want, and because of that, I take over. That's the secret of wealth. That's the secret of blessing. That's the secret of favor. God will bring the people, if a man take, if a man will take them in the right direction. If God gives you people, you will take them in this direction. If God suddenly gives you a hundred people turning around you and you have not caught the vision, when they are diverted, you can be very sure that you will soon be alone. Team building is tied to the vision that you have caught. And if you are building a team, when you have not caught the vision, you are not part of the vision, God scatters the team. So the resources God gives, and the resources talk about the people God gives, the money God gives, the anointing God gives, the revelation God will give, the favor God will give, the connection God will give, and then his presence, that's part of the resources God gives, the presence of God are all because of the vision God has given. He who has a vision from God will soon get the resources of God. And the man who gives himself to the vineyard of the Lord has made himself partner and co-signatory to the account of the Lord. The massive wealth God has, 
give yourself to his vineyard, to his purposes, to his work, to what he wants done. And very soon, you are a co-signature. When you pray, things will happen. The Bible says, the Lord told the disciples to go to preach the gospel everywhere. The Lord, and they went, and the Lord went with them and confirmed the word they spoke with signs following. From a brother, stand up and read for us, Mark chapter 16. Another one, Mark, Matthew 18. Mark 16, verse 20. Yes. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And it reads, Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord walked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Yeah, the disciple went out and preached everywhere. Everybody said the disciple went out. The went out. They went out. And they preached everywhere. It's not the Lord who went out and preached everywhere. And then what happened? And the Lord confirmed. No, the Lord walked with them. Everybody said the Lord walked with them. The Lord walked with them. The Lord will walk with you if you go out to preach everywhere. And what did he do? He confirmed the word they spoke with the sign that accompanied him. He gave the order. He gave the vision. He told them what to do. They just obeyed and then they went out. And when they went out, the way out does not mean that you are doing the work. They preach everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And where they preach, God walked with them. The presence of God will be with a man who goes out to walk for you. One of the ways to cut the company of God is to be in the service of God. Matthew 20, verse 18 to 20. Anybody can read that with me? Matthew 20. Ma sorry, Ma Matthew 28, please. 18 to 20, 28. Thank you. By saying all authority in heaven and on earth, you will say all the resources. Everybody you know is all the resources in heaven and all the resources in earth have been given to Jesus. And God tells us go. He tells us go. He said, Go and do the work. And then he tell, tells them, And surely I am with you always. The very end of the age. 
the presence of the Lord will be with the man who goes for the Lord. The presence of the Lord will be with the man who goes for the Lord. God's presence is guaranteed where his interest is. The presence of God comes with the resources of God and the resources of God for the work of God. He that gives himself to the work of God has linked himself to the wealth of God. Work and resources go together. Service and empowerment cannot be separated. The work of God and the resources of God go together. Uh, listen, brethren. Very soon, the president will they will read the various ministers, isn't it? Ministers are called servants. If they pick him today as the minister of education and announce him as the minister of education, very soon people are looking for him all over. There will be a bodyguard. There will be drivers. There will be this. Those are resources for servants. The servant of the government. He who gives himself to serve God, who has taken that God, has given himself to see the resources of God. Why believe are so blind? When the Lord says, in heaven, given to me, on earth, given to me, therefore, go. When God calls, he equips. When God calls, he equips the man he has called. He enables the man he has called. He provides for the man he has called. He will, put, he will qualify the man that he has called. God calls ordinary men, and through them, he will do extraordinary things. No one should work to become extraordinary to be used by the great God. He calls ordinary men and through ordinary men on school, illiterate, incapable by their simple availability and commitment to a vision. God begins to use them to do exploits. God will not give you before you go. God will give you where you have gone. God will give you what you need when you need it, not before. At the place of the work and at the right time, God does not give it. God does it so that we may depend on him moment by moment. We'll end by two verses, two verses in the Bible. Stella, read for us 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, 26 to 29. 26, yeah? Brother, think of what you were, you were when you were called. 
Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to, to shame the strong. He chose the lonely things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to magnify the things of God, so that no one may boast before him. Thank you. This he says, think of what you were before you were called. Have you ever had time to reflect? So what would you have been without God? Think of what you were when you met him. He said, not many of you were wise by human standards. Someone to depend on their wisdom. He said, but not many of you were wise. You were not influential. You were not of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Look at the type of people God chose. The foolish things. So if you are a fool, those are the type of people God specializes in choosing. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Some are waiting before the fall. God picks you, even though you are weak. God chooses the lonely things of the world and the despised things, the things that are not to nullify the things that are. Look at what God specializes in using. What are we saying, brethren? Peter said, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he said, His divine power has given to us all that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who loved us and called us. God's divine power has given to us everything we need. So God equips us with everything we need for doing his will. Those who surrender themselves to the will of God have surrendered themselves to the resources of God. Surrender yourself to the service of God, to the purposes of God, to the calling of God. It's only a matter of time. You will know that you get yourself. While others were looking for resources, you gave yourself to the Lord. Finally, you started swimming in the resources of God. The resources of will be in the hand of those who have just given themselves to the purposes of God. So, for the sake of the vision, God makes himself available. God makes his resources available. Some people to pray. When God wants to make you rich, God gives you 
What makes you part of his vision? What gives, makes you part of a walk? What makes you part of a goal? Let's pray together. Pray for yourself that you will receive this message in your spirit and you will live for his vision. Instead of pursue after this, pursue the work of the man who pays you. Lift your hand and pray that this truth will see if you have it. And that you will be transformed. You will not be a happy man. But you will live for one purpose. The vision of God's heart for your life. And the vision that God has had for us. Let's pray together. Pray for other brethren all over in our world that people will become focused. For when God has called a group of people, that will become the direction of their success. Pray that other people in our world will be mobilized to the vision. Let's pray. Brethren, pray and protect the world in the heart of the brethren, that the intended fruit will be born and bless the brethren for the week.